Welcome back to Dawson Dudes. Tonight we cover Season 1, Episode 8, Boyfriend. I'm John. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I would just like to point out in reference to last week, I know I signed off from... uh, last week's episode detention by saying that I was not looking forward to this episode and I have made myself out to be a liar. This episode is fucking sick. Yeah. I really like this episode too. I think it's the next one that I don't like. I can't remember that one, but uh, as I watch this episode, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's why I like this show. There's so many good, like classic, like Creek moments within this one episode that establish why I kept coming back to this week after week for a couple of years there in my youth. So um, what you guys are saying is this is sort of the epitome of the creek. Yeah, we're really getting there. Like, the we're getting into it now. Yeah. Uh, also, I would like to say uh, I really like this episode, too. Good. Should we just end now? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Check you guys later. Uh, rate us on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tonight's episode opens... Uh, you know, on in Dawson's room as he is watching TV, and what I really hoped was talking to Joey as she was out of the frame as he's listing everything that's on TV and discussed. But nope, Dawson's alone, just fucking talking to himself. He is narrating his own life. He is. Well, he, yeah, <laughs> he is. He is, ta- he is to talking himself. to himself. For what I I know that Joey goes in and out of the window, and that's the thing they've established. But we actually see her make an entrance tonight, and I feel like that's a new thing. Has the establishing shot of the ladder up against the house been a... Yeah, yeah, we've seen it before. Well, established yeah, we've yet? we've seen it before. We've seen it? We've seen her climb into the ladder. We've never seen her... Really? Yeah. When she sees Dawson and Jen, uh-huh. when she comes, we see her climb up the ladder and then climb into the window and then see Dawson and Jen. Oh, all right, got it. Or something like that. I think we have. Right. And um, funny thing about uh, this cold open is it's kind sort of the first time that um, this movie night, uh, movie night gathering is... Question. It's not movie night. It's not movie night. Okay. I thought that's, I thought it always started with movie night. No. Well, that's, that's just them hanging out. It's, she kind of drops in to get away from home. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Movie nights on Friday night. Got They have school the next day. And it was not detention. I think that part is more the beginning of, uh, you know, we see Joey just coming in and out of the window, coming and going like she lives there, you know? Right. Not a, uh, not as much as, uh, oh, we're just hanging out and you're afraid of doors. Yeah, so Joey's having a hard time at home. Uh, little baby Alexander, super noisy. Have they called him Alexander yet? Do we know that's his name? Uh, I, I didn't catch it. I think it comes up later, at least. But another thing here is Joey talks about how her GPA is suffering. And for the rest of the series, Joey and ac- academia are like a real thing that she's focused on a lot. And I think this might be the first mention of uh, serious concerns about her education. Right. Because that's going to be a thing that kind of continues on is that we establish that, you know, Joey cares about stuff. Like, Dawson's never talked about school before, and Pacey's just failing at things other than banging teachers. Yeah, last week when she's being sexually harassed during uh, her school report, it's pretty obvious that she's studied whatever she's talking about in depth. And, um, yeah, so she's the smart one. Pacey's the smart one. He's street smart. He's street smart. <laughs> no, it's it's established that, like, Pacey's really smart. He just doesn't try. Dawson mentions that he is, uh, you know, he's bored, he's tired of TV, and that he's actually seen everything at the video store. Twice, actually. So uh, <laughs> It seems hyperbolic. Impossible. But yeah, he hasn't, like, railed about Spielberg in a couple of episodes, so... I mean, maybe it's just showing he's growing a little bit, because, you know, that first fucking episode where he's just... 
Right. That's good because <laughs> it's weird. No, no. Uh, in in this cold open, we. Oh, I'm sure it does. Uh, no, uh, but the subject uh, du jour, uh, film-wise, for Dawson in this cold open is Gary Cooper. Uh, I'd like to say a big fuck you to Joey Potter. Gary Cooper's awesome. Did you never see um, High Noon or uh, Sergeant York or any of those classic movies? Uh, Gary Cooper is most certainly not a snooze. Well, also, um, number one, agreed. Number two, I don't, I don't agree with um, Dawson's assessment as, uh, of Gary Cooper as being uh, like, what does he call him? The like a affable nerd, like the perennial nice guy, like not too cocky. Oh yeah, no. That's not that's not Gary Cooper. A uh, well-intentioned geek. Yeah, that uh, none of that is how I would describe Gary Cooper. Yeah, Gary Cooper was a Gary Cooper was an actor. He played many different roles. Well, you know, while Dawson is uh, you know, clearly trying to compare himself to Gary Cooper at this moment, uh, you know, he's whining, he's whining, and he finally turns away to see uh, you know, poor exhausted Joey has just drifted off to sleep in his bed. And after uh, after the credits, uh, was anybody else surprised to see Mitch and Gail living together cordially? I, I thought Mitch had, like, hit a motel by this point. No, they're trying to work it out. Yeah, and I would take issue with the um, term cordially. Uh, they are cordial. Yeah. They're, 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 there's, yeah they're, they're, there's some, there's, uh, some knife, there's some tension up in there. Yeah, but, it's like, yeah, but they're cordial. That's... There's not, there is tension, but they're cordial. They're not like, hey, you fucking bitch. What are you doing today? Right. But I get, yeah, I guess you're right. I just, uh, also, uh, Mitch is a monster. He's putting jelly on his bagel. What the fuck? (laughs) What's wrong with that? (laughs) That's fucking disgusting. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't put jelly on a bagel. If it's just like, I put hummus, I put hummus on bagels. If it's like a like a plainer like a raisin bagel, it's like you're no, halfway to no, a fucking no. uh, PBJ, dude. Or two there are of the places way. in New York who won't even serve you cream cheese on a bagel, uh, like, much less jelly. Fuck. What do they put on them? Nothing. See that? That's bullshit. No, yeah. See, it's it's that fucking like New York. Like, oh, you've never had a bagel. Do you have a bagel in New York? And gotta have it like this. It's like, but it's true. Oh, fuck off. Fuck no, that. I want a, I want a California bagel with hummus and avocado. I'm not, a little lemon I'm not, pepper. I'm not here to consume your platonic ideal of what a bagel is. He's a monster. That's like eating a well done steak. Oh, that is ketchup. nowhere near eating a well done steak. How about putting ketchup on a steak? Well, are you trying to get a child to eat a steak? No, I'm a grown. Why would man. you want to get a child to eat a steak? The child doesn't like steak. <laughs> you... He's a growing boy or girl. Well, you know, make him eat hamburger. It's cheaper. <laughs> if, if you don't like it, you're saving some cash. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like it's like putting ice in scotch. It's just it's just not done, right, Brian? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, Gail's making trying to make amends here, but considering for sixty days she did some real bad shit, that kind of makes sense. And I am honestly, I was honestly shocked to see them in the house together when that scene came up. Yeah, they're trying to work it out. Yeah, Mitch and Gail. Uh, it looks. Uh, from the way Dawson's reacting to it, it looks uh, to be relatively new and some and something he's trying desperately to avoid whenever he's in the house. Which seems uh, completely reasonable, considering he had to be there for that knockdown, drag out, hurricane, bullshit, inappropriate explanation 
Uh, yeah, of course he's uncomfortable. He saw his dad lose his fucking shit on his mother and then leave in the middle of a dangerous hurricane. Uh, that's some scarring shit. And of course, and if the, and if the worst way he, if the the way he just deals with it at worst is just like being avoidant and walking away, uh, that's all right. Yeah. It's their situation right now is not his to deal with. It's, it's best to just, uh, bail. Yeah. For reals. So in the next scene we get to is, uh, Pacey sitting on a park bench talking, which turns out to be just to what's either a homeless guy or a fisherman considering it is Massachusetts. I think he's a fisherman Uh, because of his uh, hat. His, he has, he's got like waders on. Oh like, yeah, uh, the, the I, I just thought he was like a. Yeah, I thought he was like an old timey hobo. And after uh, Pacey waxes philosophical with this guy for a minute, he stands up and is almost uh, uh, run over by the antagonist in this episode, uh, whose name has not yet been revealed. But sketchy, skeevy, greasy looking dude, and what I believe is about a '69 Chevy Impala, all bondo together. Looking for the high school, which is a real creepy thing to ask a kid. Yeah, some like Paul Rudd gone to seed looking dudes like, hey, where you, uh, where the teenagers at? But yeah, um, as we find out, this is Billy. Uh, Jen's uh, former beau from the NYC. It, city boy. Asking, looking skeevy, asking skeevy questions. Driving his 69 Chevy Impala all bondoed up together. This guy's up to no good. Actually, like the uh, even though he almost, uh, even though Pacey almost gets hit by uh, his car, I like the look on Pacey's face where he has just finished a monologue about how boring Cape Side is, and he looks excited uh, by the prospect of an adventure with this thirty-year-old uh, in a uh, convertible. Yeah, this guy was in a uh, Band of Brothers and also Fight Club. Uh... Yeah, so uh, this guy almost runs Pacey down, but Pacey still offers to ask to get in the car with him and ride him to the high school. But you know, this guy blows him off. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to hang out with you on this fucking bench. I want to go where the high schooler kids are. Trying to find me a girl who's way too young for me. Hey, you want you want to go to um, sandbox? You want to go to the beach? So we uh, skip over to Joey's house where uh, the pains of having a baby in the home are clearly being shown. Uh, Joey needs to dry her hair. Joey's uh, stressing out. She didn't have time to study. The baby kept her up all night. So we get to the high school scene next where Dawson, uh, while rocking a pretty epic 90s sweater vest, is helping her cram for her Spanish test. She seems ready. Yeah, she uh, knows uh, muchas palabras de español. Jen approaches the group. Uh, you know, Joey's a little flummoxed by this. And Dawson says what I'm sure he thinks is fine. But uh, hey, Jen, are we still on for bowling tonight? Which is the most like Dawson thing you can ask your girlfriend about. It's it's like cute and everything, but I feel like that's a I feel sorry. I feel like that's um a weird question like question structure that gets put in shows a lot that doesn't happen all that like doesn't happen. They uh, hey, are we still on for blap blap? That's not true. That happens all the time. You don't like like confirm with people about your appointments. Just show up. <laughs> but 45 minutes later, yeah, exactly. you're not surprised, yeah, pe- people right? Know, people know what the score is. So, like, if you were, like, hanging out with somebody and you were supposed to pick them up, you wouldn't be like, hey, we're, we're hanging out tonight, right? Sorry, in, in, like, real life as an adult yeah. and stuff? Yeah, probably. But um, they're all in high school. Where, where the hell else is she going to go? What else has she got to do? Well, we're about to find out what else Jenna's got to do today. Uh, so then we see a creepy leather jacket guy who Pacey has directed to the high school uh, standing and looking longingly at her. Not longingly, that's a standing looking, looking pervishly at her. Uh, 
And aside from the fact that this guy is wearing a bowling shirt, uh, this guy is exactly the opposite of bowling. Yeah, but when, once you throw the uh, the jacket over it, all of a sudden, you come out the other side. So we see Yoan, uh, Yoan, Eon. I'm guessing it's pronounced, pronounced Ian. Bailey. Ian? Maybe it is. Uh, I had to look him up. Yeah, he's 22 here, but that motherfucker's 35 if he's 22. As a person who has looked old before his time, I empathize with that completely. And, and like, what is this guy on in this scene? He's, like, staring at... He's not high. He's just, like... Is he on, like, fucking Quaaludes or something? He looks all out of it and well, all over the place. Um, In a couple minutes, he does say that he's been driving all night uh, to Cape Side. But that was a lie. So then... She, he says, can, I've been driving all night, yeah, he said but it then Jen says, it's only four hours away. Says he got lost. <laughs> I think he was lying. Well, there goes my, uh, I've exposed my naivete. I, I just want to believe whatever, what you know people say. So we know Jen's talking to this guy who obviously uh, is someone from her past, someone important from her past. You know, Joey sees it go down, and then we got Dawson peering out around the corner, seeing who his lady's up to, and then, much to his surprise, she just fucking walks off with him. And then, maybe one of my favorite points in this episode, the return of Cliff! I I actually was pretty stoked. Like, hey, I missed you, Cliff. I mean, talk about 35. Yeah, no shit. The scene kind of looks like two young dads talking to each other in high school about the kids they just dropped (laughs) off. Right. Or, yeah, like talk, like soccer or some shit. But it, uh, what it is is an invitation to a barbecue for Jen. Uh, what the hell? You can come too, Dawson. Is this the same party um, they go to, go to on the beach? I don't think so. So then this just, this just never happens. Yeah, it's just a thing he's doing that like he backs out on because the next question he asks, he's like, and I can't tell. It's like, is he doing this because he really doesn't know, or is he doing it because he's I think, being a jerk? I think he doesn't it's know. Like, hey, is Jen dating anybody? Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, which which is even worse than him trying to be a dick about it, because he really doesn't know that Jen is dating this guy, and he's like, and he's almost blown away by it at first, like, really? And then he's clearly super bummed about it, because he likes Jen, Jen's a nice, and he's a nice guy. He'll get his chance. And I, I think he's maybe also a little blown away, because after... Um, Seeing after you know seeing Dawson uh, firsthand at the dance in that episode, like that uh, Dawson being Dawson ended up working on Jen, I think is uh, disappointing to Cliff, as it well should be. Yeah, but then Cliff didn't try at all. Yeah, that's that uh, tall, good-looking guy privilege. Yeah, he like hasn't talked to her in like three weeks. <laughs> that's forever yeah. in high school. Yeah, no shit. You're like a different person in three weeks. <laughs> It's a. It's pretty clear from the jump um, that this this guy probably ain't no goddamn good. He ain't no goddamn good, and he has like weird control over Jen, who's getting her life yet together, trying to date a nice guy and get things together. Just ditches school, like like just on the fly, like that, because this guy like said, "Oh, come on," a couple of times. So I think that kind of raises a question at this point. They're like, "Okay, we know that Jen had a weird, has had an interesting past, and that this guy has been involved in it." What kind of power does he have over her, and where does that power come from? And well, I think it's one of those things where it's also, you know, it's Billy's not just Billy. Billy's her old life, and she, uh, you know, as conf- as much as she's trying to get away from her old life, 
it wouldn't be a struggle to get away from her old life if she didn't still want parts of her old life. So having Bill, uh, Billy, you know, a big signpost for her time in New York, staying right in front of her, like, that's got to kind of, like, split split her in two a little bit. Yeah, it's like putting a bag of Coke in front of a, a recovering addict, right? It's like, you're really special. It's also her ex-boyfriend. Bad. Yeah. Who, like, they only broke up because she was forced to leave. So I'm sure there wasn't a whole lot of closure there. Ah, uh, right. You want to say, John? Yeah, but she's, I mean, I I agree with that, but but she does make this, she does always either trying to remind herself or tell everyone else that she, the things that were happening to her in New York were nothing but bad, and, she, and her getting away was the best thing for her. Because even when it's like a new thing where she's been sent away, like, freshly, she always seems to know that it was for the best. You know, this was like, oh, this was like the best thing that could happen to right. me. You know, it might be, it's like, it's hard and sad, but she always, she never disagrees. It's never like she's trying to yeah. escape. Right, but to you go can, back. you can, you can like know that and yeah. like cognitively know that, but that doesn't cancel out the draw. Yeah, you can be, he, she could still be attracted to him. Yeah. And I think it has a lot His to cool do jacket. with uh, their, that this cool jacket, but uh, again, we don't. Let's assume he is. He doesn't go to high school, clearly. So uh, he's an adult for sure. I mean, oh yeah, this yeah, this guy. This yeah, guy's yeah, 20, for sure. One, for you know? sure, he's a man easily. Not he's in a, that he's pace. A he's a man kind of way. So, yeah, like a this real guy, man. Uh, but yeah, you see that guy? You see the guy's chest hairs <laughs> popping out? I mean, as a hairy man, that's that's impressive. I've never shit. been impressed by anybody's chest hair. Yeah, Chris Gross probably had chest hair since he was five. You know, Dawson and da, da, poor Dawson and poor Cliff here, Bob. Dawson sees his girl ditch school with what is only a, a sketchy dude, and Cliff can't believe he's been Dawson does like fucking film class Dawson. He like follows her, <laughs> right? Well, at, we're we're just a we're a week past where he viewed Pacey as uh, sexually threatening, and. Now we've got this swarthy out of towner, um, like you know his 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 uh, hormonal doodle arms, you know, are going off extra. I mean, I say poor Jen, like, oh yeah, this guy comes, Billy comes along, and then like Dawson is like helicopter boyfriending, like, hey, what's going on here? Who's this guy? Like. Dude, give right. me some space. Give me, like trust me a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 a little much. But then Jen does a really really weird thing. Like, oh yeah, Billy says he'll leave, but he needs a place to stay for the night because he doesn't want to drive back right now, and he doesn't have any money. And then she asks Dawson to like put him up for the night. Like, yeah, that's, like, one, the that's... worst situation you could, like, like put, put like, Dawson in. Yeah, it, like, I don't know, ask Pacey or something, or, like, yeah, the... Or yeah, like, fuck you, go home. <laughs> or, or Dawson could also be like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, but I could see, like, Dawson's in a weird position, because if he says no... It's like, oh, you're just jealous. 
you know, there's nothing between us. And if he said, you know, I mean, like, Jen should have yeah. not asked him. She put right. him in a really bad situation. She Like, you don't put your, like, ex-boyfriend and your current boyfriend in the same room for the night. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a super weird situation. Also, Billy has the largest overnight bag I've ever seen. Well, I think he was expecting to stay late longer. So, in what are really only our two storylines of this episode, uh, we get to the other one, which is the awkward Gail and Mitch encounter. And Gail's throwing up a lot of, uh, here's things we should do together. Let's try and build these things. While those all seem, I mean, I guess she's kind of trying, but they all seem a little cheap, you know? Like, let, let's let's spend some money and do an activity instead of, you know... Well, their therapists told them they should try to do something together new. Right. So she's just trying to do what the therapist told them to do. And, uh, you know, you said earlier, Mitch is a monster for the way he eats bagels, but uh, he gets real rough yeah. on Gail here. I mean, it's like, Gail fucked up in a major way and fucked him over in a real major way, but it's like, Mitch, man, either try uh, or bail. I like, feel like it's honest, though. It's other. hard to, and, like, push those feelings down when, I mean, you're the person you've been married to for 20 years just cheated yeah. on you. Yeah, but you, like, if you agree to, like, if you agree to work on it, to go see a therapist together, to try all these things, you don't get to, it doesn't go both ways at that point. You're working you on it. The way he throws it out, the way he throws it out there is, is a little passive-aggressive. It is passive-aggressive, but it's like he's working on it. It doesn't mean you are you make the decision to work on it, and then, like, everything is okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you kind of see where Dawson gets it. You see where Dawson gets his reactionary responses, though, about slut-shaming women. It's a, it's a leery jam. Generational. Yeah, it's like, well, don't you want to like, don't you want to swing or get gangbanged by some dude? That's more your speed, right? That's a cold thing to say to somebody. Regard, I mean, like I said, Mitch, either try and work on this or just bounce. Like that's not. If but you don't he think is you trying to it, work on it. Don't. It's like you know, or when maybe, you're a drug addict, sw- sometimes you do drugs, <laughs> but that's part of the recovery is failing, you know? Yeah. And also, I think part of maybe his wanting to work it out is maybe more for Dawson. Yeah. Stay together for the kids. You know, that that Blake 182 song. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but still, I mean, right, right before Mitch, you know, found out about Bob and the whole thing, he was still pretty head over heels, like, into Gale. So I don't think that went away completely. I think down deep inside him, he does want to figure out how to make this work again. Oh, it, the one thing I, the other thing I have to say about this, for somebody who's building a scuba themed restaurant, you think he'd be a little more interested in scuba diving. Yeah, I, I'm just more of a fan of the aesthetics. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not really into swimming. I think the guy who opened Rainforest Cafe is all about Rainforest. I would hope so, actually. Why? Have you ever been to a Rainforest Cafe? Seems like that guy's never been to a Rainforest. Rainforest don't have arcade games and pool tables in them. So after Jen has convinced uh, Dawson to let her skeezy ex-boyfriend uh, post up in his house, uh, they're sharing a room together, which I think comes back to uh, a point Brian made last, uh, not last week, but a couple episodes ago, I believe it was Hurricane, that how fucking big is the Leary household? Two bedrooms, apparently. Two bedrooms. It's like, hey, we're uh, this creepy man's going to stay with you. And Dawson's parents, I mean, I guess they must be pretty checked out. They got their own problems. Yeah, yeah. They're scuba diving. Yeah, hey, let any dude sleep here. I don't give a shit. I'm trying to uh, fix my marriage. I think it is really funny when uh, Billy's like, what the fuck's your deal, man? You like movies or something? Yeah, my favorite question in the whole series. <laughs> like, it's the first character who's walked into Dawson's room and is like, what the fuck? But I also like that the question is, 
well, what are you really into movies or some shit? It's like solid deductive reasoning, Billy. Billy's fucking intense. He tries to play it off like he's joking, but motherfucker ain't joking. This is classic prison behavior. This is a gut check. Billy is checking Dawson to see what he's up against. And so he gets in his face. He gets intense. Dawson just sort of takes it. And so Billy eases, eases off a little bit because he's like, oh. I'm not threatened by this guy. Classic gut check. He's seven years younger than me. <laughs> this boy does not frighten me. Dawson runs over to Joey to talk about Billy. Yeah. Joey's responses are fucking all over the place, too. Well, she's like, I, I don't really care. She hasn't slept in like 72 hours. Yeah, she's in like co- co-parent of a infant mode now. So like, not only are Dawson's problems usually not all that interesting, she's also on no sleep and... Her entire focus is on keeping a newborn alive. So she's like, ah, I got no time. And you could see how happy she is that Billy's Oh, for sure. Yeah. She's super harsh at first and then hits him with his, like, really condescending platitudes. Well, everything's going to be fine, Dawson. Don't worry about it. It's like, man, Dawson, you can't see through that shit. Those are are exhaustion platitudes. Like, listen, this is is all I can give you. Everything's going to be fine. Are they? Because I'm getting mixed, like, signals from her at this point. Well, she doesn't it's care like if everything, she... everything is fine. She'd rather everything not be fine. Oh. She she would rather them blow up than, like... Yeah. They live happily ever after. Yeah, and she can't tell him that. Yeah. Good, I hope Billy steals her back to New York, and then I don't care what happens to her. Also, like, after the last episode with Joey's kind of, like, breakdown in the library, like, they just never talked about it ever again. <laughs> Like, they just laugh. Yeah, she's super... <laughs> like, everything's back to normal. Right. And she's like, if... I mean, the the true incarnation of what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, because Joey's got it together in this episode. So we get to the next scene where, uh, you know, Jen and Dawson are taking a walk across the grass together at sunset. You know, Dawson changed. These... Well, he, he put I mean, on a he put on a nice anymore. sweater. Yeah, he put on a, a nice sweater and uh, some a uh, sweater for the evening, a sweater vest for the daytime. You know, keep those arms, <laughs> keep those guns cool. Yeah. Wait, uh, is that is that his formal bowling attire? <laughs> Do they go bowling? It never shows them. I, I don't think they lanes. get to it. Seem that seems weird, like a weird Chekhov's gun thing. Like you you mentioned bowling in the first act. I feel like you should have to roll a ball by the uh, by the end, right? Well. I think Dawson gets into like gets into it with Jen about Billy and kind of and then Cliff and then kind of kills bowling him. takes a, a backseat to real life. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to have a nice evening out when Dawson's just like, hey, what's with all these guys? <laughs> You're surrounded by a bunch of dudes <laughs> and that's your fault. Yeah. Best laid plans. Yeah. So yeah. I think like Jen's like, uh. I don't think I want to go bowling. Uh, yeah, and Jen is cl- like Jen's having a rough time. She's holding it together pretty well, but you can see that she's like she's pretty conflicted in this moment, and it's bringing up a lot of her her past. And she's keeping it together pretty well while still kind of trying to take care of da- Dawson's emotions. This is her fault, though. She shouldn't have asked Dawson to put up Billy. <laughs> it's just weird. That's true, but like as I said earlier. This guy, I mean, if not just, oh, ex-boyfriend showed up, there's something more to this dude and, like, what his relationship is to her and what that means in the larger sense of Jen's life and emotional state. Because 
while we all agree that Jen is awesome, she's clearly like damaged. She's got some like serious issues, like some serious problems that she's holding together actually pretty well, all things considered. So I think she's got having a lot of patience with him at this point. And especially when he's saying all kinds of like goofy ass, like, over the top, like you're my girlfriend, my first and only. It's like, yeah. oh, fucking. Jim. I love, I love these subtle like and only. Like, listen, I'm pu- I'm the pure one here. This is for life. It's it's also a matter of like, fig- uh, Dawson really trying to figure out like what's your game here because it's not like he's there because he was you know happened to be passing through and ran into Jen or or whatever. Like he drove down of his own volition. He's He's work. He's working at something. Yeah, his Dawson's suspicions are completely founded. Like I, he, I mean, he never deals with any situation. He's attacking he should, the wrong person, though. Like he's attacking Jen for like all the boys who are around her. But as you just say, Jen made this worse by putting it, put putting this man in Dawson's house to get in his head. Yeah. So we get to the next scene where Joey's trying to rolls onto the video store pace. He's working, and this scene's awesome. Because uh, as I've seen in this, as I've said about this episode, all of the characters are just dialed up to where the best they can be in the show. So, and we see the interplay between these two is just great. It's good stuff. They're both, they're both appealing. You know, Joey like lays out a classic, like a verbose rattling thing about the English patient putting the kid to sleep. And I just like it. And then Pacey's intuitive and on point as well for this entire episode, because he totally calls Joey out. Yeah, the um, it's nice to see, uh, you know, someone finally, um, Pacey finally be like, "You're into Dawson," rather than the sort of playing around with it that they've been doing here and there in episodes. Yeah, Abby, Abby said it last week, and then Pacey said it this week. And I think I, I think this is also a product of finally getting that rid of that fucking Pacey, Pacey Tamara story, and we're freeing his character up to serve the role that it kind of goes on to serve for a long time. Uh, I actually he, think that like right now it kind of, he's kind of in limbo. Like he doesn't have a storyline of his own. So it kind of like, he's just kind of like the friend. He's, he's like, the, he's the sixth man, but like, he's not doing anything in this episode that like, isn't just like best friend. He may not be doing anything or having his own individual dramatic plot line at this point, but they're fleshing his character out well. Like, they're letting him just exist in the scene, you know, a little bit more. And, like, and as much as I said that he was a dick in the last episode, he's very likable in this one. And he's, like, in that, uh, you know, that kind of, uh, hey, hey, quick-witted uh, back and forth is is well done here. Like, when Joey, like, storms off all pissed, when Joey storms, storms off all pissed with her copy of The English Patient, and he just yells, be kind, rewind, that shit was funny. I laughed out loud, honestly. Uh, I just wish Pacey had more going on. Like, he had his own storyline. Um, I think, like, it well, takes a while. Well, he gets one, and it gets good? Uh, it's, once again, like, just to serve Dawson and Joey, though. Although, I mean, the last time he had his own storyline, you know. It was the worst. Yeah, but that's not Pacey's fault. And that's not hyperbole. That's just bad well, writing. Maybe, maybe Pacey is just, he's destined to be, a, you know, a Byron Scott type. No, he's the Michael Jordan of this game. Really? Uh, this is a reference Scott? to the uh, Showtime era Lakers <laughs> of the mid to late 80s. 
the last time I paid attention to basketball. He, did, he <laughs> it's well, um, I I was in like first grade, um, new school. Uh, every everybody uh, at the school played basketball, so I also tried to play basketball because I needed friends, and uh, I had a I had a similar experience with that fucking band Fish. Anyway, um, <laughs> continue on. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um, so everybody had um, picked a name of one of the Showtime era Lakers to be, and I just had to come clean. I was like, listen, man, I don't know, fucking know anything about basketball. Who can I be? And uh, my, fr- uh, my first best friend, Gordon, was like, you're Byron Scott. And I was like, okay, cool. And from that point on, I have nothing but positive uh, feelings about Byron Scott. He's the uh, former head coach of the Lakers. I do, I do know that. Of the right. shitty Lakers. As we get back to the, <laughs> as we get back to the Leary household, uh, clearly Mitch and Gail's attempt at scuba diving, which Miss Mitch apparently uh, acquiesced to, uh, did not go well. Arguing about who did what right, who did what wrong, and. Uh, you know, Dawson leans out of his room and he hears mom and dad going at it. And yeah, it's kind of sad for yeah, Dawson. That's a bummer. Yeah, and and a weird contrast uh, to the first part of the, uh, of the season where when he would hear his parents going at it, um, <laughs> be a different thing. Um, yeah, uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, two reconciling spouses found some strife when trying to s- learn to scuba dive together. Hmm. Especially when one of them doesn't want to do it. Mitch is probably afraid of the ocean, too. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to bring scuba diving to land. Tall. Mitch looks like a water polo player. He's too big to play water polo. What? Water polo bottom. players are th- you're, thick you're as not, shit. Yeah. No, they're, they're not. They are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially the upper, the upper half. No, not especially the upper half. No, no. even their lower <laughs> half, because they got to tread water for hours. Do you know what a swimmer's build looks like? They're all fucking broad-shouldered but, and... Um, just real specimens like Michael Phelps. So I think the next scene kind of establishes why uh, Joey is a little bit on the spiky side. Sometimes it's because she has to fucking wait, work in food service and wait tables all the time. This also, I hate my fucking life too. If their restaurant is this popular, why are they so poor? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, restaurants, are, restaurants operate on a razor thin margin, man. Also, it's probably seasonal. Yeah. Oh, and also, Betsy's mismanaging the books. She's, cook- she's cooking them. She's got a se- she's got a second set of books. Also, um, Sir, yeah, well, um, <laughs> if this is their restaurant and this is what they do, why does it look like none of them have ever done it before? I think it's just really busy. Right, but it's not the first time it's ever been busy. Might be. Maybe they're still recovering after her. Uh, you know. Marijuana and the excess of ten thousand pound trafficking dad uh, got oh. uh, sent up. Sent up. Sent like, up river. I feel like it's always busy. Every time we go to the ice house, it's always busy. That is a good point, though. I mean, the family may be in the hole as far as um, like legal fees, and um, I imagine they probably still owe money for their mom's cancer treatments and stuff. And their reputation suffered in such a small and, as we have established, judgmental town. But their reputation These has burgers. not suffered enough that people still don't want to eat that sweet, sweet ice house, ice house grub. 
You think it's like a fried fish baskets or like? I mean, no, they got uh, they got Bodie back there. He's like a huh. uh, experienced chef. Yeah, he didn't. So go- maybe the food's really, maybe the food's really good. So they like, eh, you know, despite their reputation, people still want to eat there. Yeah, Bodie didn't go to uh, interview at that fresh res- French restaurant with uh, fried fish baskets on his resume. <laughs> you know, but Joey seems like a surly waitress. I bet her tips are shit too. <laughs> Uh, but, this, but this is also a continuation of being on no sleep because of the baby and um, just being otherwise uh, frazzled. But then w- something really weird happens is Pacey comes to ask Joey to go to a party. We, nev- we never see Pacey and like Joey like make plans to go hang out with each other. It's always been through Dawson. And this plot, it, like he only does this so that like, the whole Joey and Dawson will be at the same party together without Jed. I don't think that's why. I think she know. I think he realizes because that little like when she goes to see him at the video store before she he uh, is like giving her shit about Dawson. She's complaining about working all the time and being in the house with a kid and being stressed out, and not being able to do anything. So, I think uh, as we've said that how this is Pacey's sort of it shows that he's like a, a good dude, and when he's not just consumed with having sex with an older woman. Uh, you know, he paid attention to that moment and then showed up to kind of jailbreaker and have a, have a good time. Yeah. I buy that. And, uh, I, th- and I think it's a, it, it's also a, you know, we see Bessie being spiky in the beginning. She's all, uh, you know, not very nice before. And she just says, get out of here. We'll find somebody else to cover for you. Go have some fun. And look at the look on Joey's face when she bounces. Like she's so excited to go hang out. No, she's excited to go see Dawson without Jen. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, that's the, that's the only she's... reason she goes to the party. Because she's like, well, like when she gets there. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, you're right. Because she says, oh, Dawson will be there. Yeah, and then Betsy hears that. And Betsy's like, you need to go. Also, very cool. Very cool. Oldest sister moment. You know, that's uh, cool to let her go. Because Betsy could easily pull rank. It's like, listen, I'm the one who popped that baby out. Uh, I don't get to leave. You get to You get to stay here. But she doesn't. Yes, she doesn't. She runs away giddily with Mr. Pacey Witter to go see her her boy love of Dawson. So Dawson's getting ready for the party. You know, not a sweater vest this time. Getting ready to bail out. And uh, Mitch comes in. And Mitch, who is remarkably calm in this scene, is trying to explain the uh, trying to explain this emotional spiral to him. Well, he's not angry at Dawson. And I think he wants to, like, help Dawson kind of understand that like the situation is complicated and love is complicated in general. And then I think while he's trying to, while he's talking to Dawson, he realizes maybe he's been kind of a dick. Hmm. I didn't realize that part. And then like, that's why later on he's like, tries better. Well, there's the um, moment when they're talking, when Dawson's like, we're just a couple of nice guys. And kind of like martyring themselves. Like why, like why do these women make us feel this way? Why isn't Gary Cooper still popular? Because <laughs> he's dead. But yeah, it's good. It's um, Mitch gets a chance to like just sort of talk out loud about this stuff in a different way, and yeah, it comes to sort of a realization that like shit. Um, if I want this to, if I want this to work with Gail, then I have to change how I approach this. You know, Jen is talking. To- Billy talking, Billy talking to Jen by the bridge. It's a really nice shot, too. Her, yeah, I 
I that's like a is that like a drawbridge? Not a drawbridge, or like one of those lifting ones so boats can go under it. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Isn't there one? Isn't there a bridge like that in um, Empire Records? Isn't that part of the backdrop of uh, where the record store is in Delaware or wherever? Uh, not sure. Hmm, I like bridges. If I remembered that, I'd blow my own head off. <laughs> what? You remember all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah, I just don't like Empire Records that much. Fuck you, man. Why not? it sucks. I guess because, like, in my head when I think of Empire Records, I was like, meh. So, um, for whatever reason, my brain decided, like, yeah, he doesn't need to know what bridges <laughs> appear in that movie. I'm sorry. I love that movie. Why? He enjoys it. I like the movie too. No, You're I the only one who does. Yeah, that that why was was uh, sounded more exasperated than I meant it to. Yeah, and also like you weren't a part. I mean, this is I don't know why John. Just for myself, like that movie was like a big part of like our group of friends. That's true. like n- like not you, not you, but like yeah, that and that movie, uh, not unlike Dawson's Creek, has some very defining music moments in it, uh, like that Gin Blossom song in the end when. What's his fuck is dancing on the roof with Liv Tyler? Oh, and uh, Renee Zellweger uh, has to sing it. No, no, Renee Zellweger sings "Sugar High" with Coyote Shivers, and uh, no, in the end when uh, what's his, what's his name? AJ, AJ's on the roof uh, fixing the sign, and she goes up there, and he gets it fixed, and they dance till uh, till I hear it from you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sign works finally. Tells her he tells her he quits to go to art school near her and boston i can tell you i can guarantee you whatever that guy's art is it sucks he glues uh quarters to the floor yeah he's gonna have to explain <laughs> his art to you yeah, uh what's your milieu i don't know something an obnoxious uncle would do <laughs> what makes if you, he's a really good artist you don't know makes you think about the nature of quarters so I feel like this scene really does establish that Jen's relationship with Billy is not just one of like an ex-boyfriend who she didn't get that closure with, but one of a guy who truly abused her. I mean, he's got to be at his 20s and she was 15 when she left. And like, this is like a, I, I mean, she, I mean, like the victim can't get away in this sense. Like, when, I mean, that one last kiss and then you'll go and he just does it. She can't say no to him, you know? And like, that's, and I think that's just revealing more revealing of her character. It's like, wh- wh- what? I mean, and it makes every interaction with Dawson that much worse. It's like, look what she's having to put up with from not like this guy's not necessarily being bad to her, but it's like the fucking just shit. He is unleashed on her life. She'll have to deal with well, forever. Also, I mean, no, she, he is being bad to her by being there. Do you think the writers well, true, he, he, feel this way? Like, do you, uh, or are they, are they writing? Because in both situations where an older person is having like a relationship with a younger person, it seems like the writers are very nonchalant about the situation. Well, and that's one of the problems I have with the Pacey Tamara storyline is that it doesn't fucking make any sense as far as how these characters operate before or after. Like, I feel like we've already said how Pacey, the Pacey Tamara storyline is just ended. Right. 
Like it doesn't, nothing fucking matters. Pacey's character is entirely different now because he's free of that fucking burden. Like we're just learn, we're just learning more. That I didn't say that burden. I mean that burden of a plot. I'm just saying, like, uh, and I, we're just. I don't think the writers feel like this is a problem. <laughs> like I, I think they, I think they do, and I think it. Well, I think no, it because really clearly, like, to, um, like Pacey has no effect. There's no effect with that relationship with him. Like he's not right. scarred. Yeah, that. And well, um, yeah, uh, and that's that, and that's men writing, writing the difference between men writing men and men writing women. But also, like Pacey had a Pacey had a conquest, and where Jen is like. But I don't think they're writing Jen that way. I think we're interpreting it that way because it's 2017. But I don't think the writers are writing the fact that like because it would be way more serious. Like Jen would it would be like Jen was raped by an older man. But that's not how she was raped but, by an no, older uh, man. Yeah, but when that's she's... not how it's coming off on the on the show. That's not how it's being written. Uh, that from from what we're seeing, Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams' acting chops doing here. I feel like that's she's because she's she's all over the place in this episode. Like, yeah, but like none of the other characters are like, oh my god, Jen, you like dated this like twenty year old man, and he like yeah, like sex with him because they're all they're. Because and they're all self-possessed children. This character also comes back later in the next episode as, like, a fun character. Oh. Like, I don't think the writers, like, seem like, see that this is a problem. Well, if I, and I think if, that if has I'd to known do that. with, like, I think this has to do with, like, how people view this kind of stuff in the 90s. Or how males view just, like, stuff in the 90s. Well, and I, but I also um, connected, um like the way it, um you know when jen is uh can i guess confessing all of her stuff to dawson uh, a few episodes back and when you know when she talks about like losing her virginity and stuff uh to an older dude and it what it what did she say it wasn't rape but it was close or something no she doesn't say anything like that well she says she was drunk she was 12. Yeah, but she doesn't say, like, she never says, the word rape never comes up. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Jen's character only becomes more complicated as we move on, and I can't, I just, I can't separate it from what, the reveal of this guy. Like, I, and. Yeah, but when you were. Michelle Williams. When you watched this when you were younger, did you feel that way? I don't remember this episode well from when I was younger. Like, I don't remember thinking Jen being a victim of like abuse, like this kind of abuse. Right. When I was watching it, when oh, I was, that, but is that, uh, that's what, that's, that's why we're men in our mid thirties talking about this shit. Right, now, but man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is like a 2017 view of it. And I think I'm saying the writers themselves don't seem to have a problem with it because this is the second time they've written an adult having sex with a child and not really like, like make any judgment on it. Well, I just think the damage that is clearly like proven damage that has been inflicted upon Jen is very, very obvious in this sense. And we only begin to see that more as we, I guess, um, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Um, Brian is that this is obviously, uh, like there's obviously dark parts of, uh, their relationship, but the, that's coming from uh their uh like like patterns of behavior they're not hanging it on an age thing 
Yeah, like I think like I'm saying like the the intentions of the producers and the writers are not how it's not, it, people are yeah. are going to like view it. Like it's like they're writing like very very serious storylines and not treating them seriously. Right. Well, I'm As yeah. they're just well, like things that happen in like like these these characters. There's there's no like they're not treating the situations like seriously at all. Like, yeah, I think this that... guy should be in jail. Yeah, and I, th- I think well, that was uh, like, yeah. listeners of, go ahead. Well, listeners, uh, I think the Dawson dudes are going to need your feedback on this. So uh, we're going to have to agree to disagree at this point, just in the term, just uh, you know, for the sake of your sanity, f- for the sake of expediency. Let's put it that way, because we can go back and forth on this all night, and we would. Uh, but I think uh, Jen's character is interesting, and I think that is probably the best part of the show right now, is that how complex her character is, regardless of if the writers were intending what their intentions were at the time of the writing or how big they were making a deal of it. Many, many complexities are revealed with Jen Lindley, I think, in this episode, particularly. Feedback at DawsonDudes.com. Wait, is feedback at Hotmail or at Gmail? At DawsonDudes.com. Uh, feedback at DawsonDudes.com. We have a no brand, channel. man. <laughs> so, the next scene, which I have a lot to say about, holy shit, it's Damn It by Blink-182. <laughs> I was very, I was very, very excited for this moment. Uh, and we get to what seems like the most fun house party ever, right on the beach. And I, and, uh, I like to talk about the music, but I just think that makes this scene so good, so much better. Also, the radio edit of Damn It is better. I don't know who has opinions on Blink-182 as much as me, but, uh, and, uh, so this is a very, you know, stereotypical high school looking house party at a house that no one in high school could ever, uh, seem to get to seem to have, but, the, but ex- so, except uh, everybody is like 25 years old at this party. Yeah. That is also very like true. everybody looks so old. It everybody looks like they're celebrating graduating from college. Yeah, like that Thor-looking motherfucker. I I thought he looked exactly like, um, no, uh, Lane Staley in the Man in the Box video, which makes him stick out because that's very like 1991 as opposed to 1997. Yeah, dude, you're six years. Listen, fascist has a listen, years dork. Old. Go back to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> this is coastal Massachusetts. We don't, we don't dress that way. We've got Joey's leaning against the wall all by herself. Uh, you know, Pacey's there. Pa- and again, Pacey's character's getting good. He's trying to have a good time, checking out girls, doing whatever. He's brought Joey out to have some fun. And then she sees Dawson, and she just lights up. And they have a very nice exchange here for a moment. I mean, other than the fact that like. They think they're better than actual fun by going to the video store. Yeah, they think they're better than everybody. They think they're better than everybody here. This is a a rager party that no one has thrown them out of yet for being nerds. Like you don't you don't have to get hammered, man. But like, it's like good times going on. But like, are they nerds? Because it kind of seems like Dawson's actually uh, pretty well known. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Greg Greg Allman knows who he is. Yeah, 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 Greg Allman knows who he is. And he's like, and he's clearly like older than him. He's like, oh yeah, that sophomore. (laughs) He's cool. So like. Like I don't know if they're like, like Doss, like nerd. I think I think they're just. I think they just go to that school and are like in like <laughs> the middle. Like you, know, it's 
not a big school, and so they they're not like nose pickers or like D and D people, <laughs> so they can like like mitten kids. Um, so they get to show up uh, and pretty much be not bothered. I think that I think that's kind of like the vibe. But I do dislike that they're just kind of like they think they're better than everybody and they need to leave this party. Yeah, but as Dawson you know goes away to get a to get a drink. So when Dawson goes to uh when Dawson goes to get that drink for Joey before they bail and head to the video store for the ten thousandth time, uh Jen approaches and actually tries to make amends with Dawson, you know, while Blink A two is still playing. And uh, as she's apologizing and apologizing, Dawson just does kind of a good thing here. She feels bad, he just gives her a quick kiss and it's like, awesome. All right, Dawson. You yeah, but then well. he does a really like shitty let... thing, yeah. and he totally forgets about Joey. <laughs> yeah, he's a shitty guy, but he does, at least he deals with the Jen thing like properly for once, and not f- properly for once for about forty-five seconds. Yeah, uh, and then fucking that, Thor comes over. That's when Greg Allman. That's when Greg Allman comes <laughs> over. And uh, sorry, Greg Allman's been on my mind lately. Rest in peace. So when uh, Greg Allman points out that. Uh, Dawson, sophomore, leaving with that blonde chick. Joey starts to drink. Well, because she's embracing the idea. All right, I'm at a party. Let's just, let's do this thing. No, nah, that's she's not, drinking no. for a reason. Yeah, at this point. Nah, it's not like oh, let's have a good time now. No, it's uh, I'm really upset. Yeah. I'm gonna drink my problems away. <laughs> you know, I I kissed the bottle. Should have yeah. been kissing you. I mean, this is you know, this is a thing that we'll see later on that Joey does a lot. Or a couple times. What? <laughs> but, she, you know, uh, this guy is trying to take advantage of her, but uh, Joey seems like she's a good time. And uh, Joey does not seem like she's a good time. I will disagree with that. Like, <laughs> if there's one person well, on mean, this show who's not a good time, it's probably Joey. Yeah, you know who's real go with the flow? <laughs> Joey. Joey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one person you want to hang out with is Pacey. Pacey. Yeah, you want, and you definitely want Pacey to be there when, uh, you know, weird roided out guys with uh, half goatees or. How does Billy know where they are all the time? He probably followed them. He's also wearing a leather jacket on the beach. Well, he's from That's New York. the coolest thing you can do. They, don't you remember that scene from Gilmore Girls when um, uh, Jess goes out to. Uh, Venice to find his dad, and he's standing on the beach, all freaked out, wearing his leather jacket because he's. You know, I only just saw that episode like last year. The Fonz wear a leather uh, jacket when uh, on the beach before he jumps that shark. He wears it while he's jumping the shark on the like in the hey. water. Cool. No, it's hey. hey. I know. I was doing my. I was doing my. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to uh, have my own catchphrase. No, Have mercy. I thought your catchphrase was... Uh, loving you, buddy? Loving you, loving you, buddy. <laughs> it wouldn't work in this context. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you can't have multiple catchphrases. You gotta just stick with one. Yeah. Good night and good luck. <laughs> Edward Armuro's dead. It's mine now. It's not how it works. Speaking truth to power, everybody. So, uh... Pacey may be the guy you want to drink with, but he's also the guy you want to be around when weird shit's going to go down, because after uh, that creepy motherfucker leads Joey off to have a good time, that look on Pacey's face, we're going to see that one again, by the way, Chris, uh, is a good one. The I'm I'm suspicious of this, I'm keeping an eye on it, and 
Yeah. Yes. It's always good to have a friend so, who ha- who keeps their eye on you. And, like, Jen finally does the right thing and just, like, leaves them both. Well, because fucking, fucking well, Dawson, would- like, after 45 seconds of doing good shit, just straight, like... Just, Calls her a slut. Just, yeah, he's like... He goes back to... He goes back to the well of fuck it, this like slut shaming nice guy, and it's like that's still like that's still in his head, and it comes out when he's mad. There could have been so many things that he said to this guy that would be, you know, confrontational, vaguely inappropriate, maybe over the line. But he just he can't even like pick a fight properly without put without just dragging Jen into it. You know, like anything confrontational he would have said probably wouldn't have been for the best see that's what i'm saying why could he say the writers should have been like pacey or dawson should just be like dude you're like 25 years old get the fuck out of here well (laughs) like that like that goes back to the initial scene with the dude staying at dawson's house like he fucking he draws the line in the sand and is just like you don't you don't have the number one the age because you are still a teenager, but you don't have the fucking guts to like go toe to toe with me. So like, but he does in this, in this scene, he does say stuff to him too, though, but he just happens to say something to to Jen also. But like what he should be saying is Jen, this guy is a statutory rapist. You're a bad man. Like he's not a good guy. He's 21 years old, dating a 14 year old. Right. Like, that's what he should be saying to Jen. Well, at the very worst, what he could have said to the guy was like, dude, you're like a, a bad influence and like you fucked up a lot of shit, you know? That that would be insulting to Jen just because he's implying that she he would be implying that, you know, she has no free will or whatever and everything can be blamed on this guy. But I mean to be like, Well, she's she was with me first. Well she fucked everybody else too it's like there's that does not huh. win any kind of argument yeah he should just be like you're 21 years old get out of here this is a party of high schoolers like who are you that seems like something pacey would that seems like something pacey would say though no he wouldn't no pacey would be like be like hey i like older people <laughs> see it would be pretty hypocritical of me to kick you out of this party for yeah, being too yeah. old for it <laughs> yeah like pacey would be like that's cool but yeah, like Dawson should just be like, dude, like, you're so old. Get out of here. <laughs> like, none of us can even drive yet. <laughs> well, when we get over to, uh, you know, Greg Allman and Joey, he's trying to trying to take advantage of her while they're standing up in a really weird way. Like, you, I mean, this guy's, I mean, we've established this guy's a dirtbag. It seems like he would have dirtbagged a little harder, you know, and tried to take her off someplace. But, well, he did. He just you know, just getting all weird. It happened to be ten feet away from the party rather than thirty. And uh, under again, Pacey's the guy who's keeping an eye on things and comes to break it up. And I love when he's like, "All right," <laughs> when he says, "All right, cowboy, we're done here," you know. And uh, impressive uh, physicality out of Pacey Ta- uh, takes one on the chin and then uh, drops uh, this long hair. Uh, with, as they would say in the Jersey Shore, uh, one shot, son. Uh, he doesn't take it off the chin. He um, he ducks, he ducks it. it. Yeah, I swear he to God, I, I swear to God, I heard like slight contact. 
No, he like no. the guy like the guy like hits him with a weird haymaker and he go, he ducks ducks no. him clearly. Yeah, and then just de- decks him lefty too. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't he doesn't take it on the chin. The one shot still impressive, but um, I, th- I thought he was actually uh, coming back from taking a punch. Oh, bummer. No, but then oh well, poor Pacey like. Dawson runs in and gets all the credit. It would have been it would have been awesome if he if he started yelling at Joey like how Dawson yells at Jen like what the fuck I did this I did this for you you drunk bitch. <laughs> uh, so they're getting drunk Joey home and they say oh if she gets busted by uh, Bessie she'd be in so much trouble that seems like it's not true. I don't know. You think Bessie would be mad? Yeah. Well, Bessie's always mad. Bessie's not always <laughs> mad. She is, she is at like, you know, 15, completely wasted, coming home late. Yeah. I think Bessie would be a little mad, at least. Yeah, she's always... Um, Especially after she, she like, trusted her and let her go to the party with how busy the um, ice house was. I think she'd be a little mad. Yeah, maybe, but her two friends got her home safely. You know, they weren't drinking. Or Pacey was a little bit, you know, but... I don't know. They took she. They were taking. I don't know. I don't think uh, Betsy's like cool parent. Well, Betsy's trying to be actual parent, and she probably doesn't want to have to like. Oh, by the way, guys, it's Bessie, not Betsy. It's Betsy. Betsy. Bessie. Huh? (laughs) What's this now? Clint. Or who? <laughs> How did we all become seventy-year-old um, men for the last twenty seconds? So Dawson gets her into bed and picks this time to say like all a bunch of. Honestly, it was so quiet I couldn't hear. I had the TV jacked up so loud, and I still can't quite make out what they're saying. Put the subtitles uh, on. Except man. Dawson's being a coward. Yeah. Well, Dawson's being a coward and just saying things while she's passed out. But here's uh, what, like, like I don't understand is he's, like, insinuating that, like, yeah, there are some feelings going on here. I don't know what's really going on. I, like, there's, like, feelings. But then later, like, later on, it's like, he's like, no, there's nothing going on between me and Joey. So, like, does he know or does he not know? Is this scene a slight homage to the English patient, which gets mentioned earlier? <laughs> uh, Think about it. Because I've never seen the English patient. Um, I don't know. Ray Fiennes is burnt a bunch, and um, you know is uh, a burn victim, and like Juliet Binoche, like talks to him a bunch and says feeling shit when he's. Um, I don't know. It, there's there's a uh, like a moment that had like similar blocking. Oh, well, when Pacey's delivering the, the plot of the English patient to calm the baby back down, that was pretty funny. Also, when he uh, he's trying to calm him down and he says, oh, come on, be like your drunk Aunt Zoe and go back to sleep. You know, but while uh, Dawson is uh, saying all these things to Joey, man, does Joey lay one on him good. Here Dawson is taking advantage of Joey, drunk. Yeah, good point. What the fuck? Um... This, uh, this, uh, the, the blonde dude at the beach, he's, uh, the asshole that Pacey has to punch in the face to, uh, protect Joey's honor. All of a sudden, Dawson's sitting next to, uh, sitting next to him, taking advantage of her. 
No, she pulls him in for the kiss. She kisses him. Mm. Too drunk to give consent. Yeah. No, but he's, in a, he, he, but but he's, he's, just, a, being, he's, he's just being an emotional coward. He Yeah, he's just being an emotional coward. She pulls him in and kisses him. So, like, why why she can't give consent because she's the one. Nah, man, you stiff stiff armor. Stiff armor. Let's try this in the morning. <laughs> I think he was probably caught off. He was caught off guard. Like Joey kissing him is like, and he doesn't start taking her clothes off after that. Like he leaves. <laughs> like Joey kissing him is like weird to him. He even talks about later on, like, man, it's really weird. Like Joey kissed me. She must be like <laughs> retarded or something. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> Has Joey been okay lately? No. Um. Yeah. Uh. This after the um, the truth or dare uh, kiss of last week, we get a thanks uh, thanks for putting my drunk ass home kiss. I don't even think it was. I don't even think it was that. I think it was he was there and talking to her, and she just went for it. But I mean, because she was drunk and her inhibitions were gone. But yeah, I think I don't think like, it had anything to do with a thank you for I, getting me home. I think it's I love you, Dawson. Sure, kiss. and no one's around to stop me right now. Yeah, and I'm too I'm too out of my and I'm too out of my gourd to stop myself. I call that the sweet yeah, spot. A, I love you, Dawson. Yeah. So the so the next scene we the next scene we get to is uh kind of the Mitch and Gail tie up scene here, and especially after a scene where like you know they've been fighting, Mitch was super brutal to her, and you know they wasted money on a bunch of expensive scuba equipment, which is apparently going just to live in a trunk now outside on the patio. Uh. But Mitch really turns it around here after that, you know, conversation he had with Dawson. He just, you know, kind of says something cute to her and asks her to dance with him on the porch. And yeah, that was a real nice pull. Yeah, I actually thought it was going to be the end of the episode for a second. I did, too. But of course, it has to end with Dawson. But for for a moment there, it looked like it would be a nice place to end the episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But the but it ends so much better. You know, in the next, I think when we get back to Dawson and Pacey having uh, left uh, Joey's drunk ass at home, uh, rowing a boat because apparently Joey's house is just on the ass into nowhere in a nowhere town. So, like, did they put Joey in a boat and then rowed her to her house? <laughs> in whose rowboat is it? Like, how difficult would that be? Like, to try to put a person inside a rowboat who's drunk. And you know there that the the motion of a rowboat is not good on a person who's drunk yeah, either. So like, just is she like and is she laying on the floor of the boat because like, they're not that big? You guys have seen Weekend at Bernie's, right? Yeah, same thing. It's been years, but drunk Joey instead of a dead body, like that's hard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, but Bernie wasn't, but but Bernie wasn't going to throw up all over the you know bottom of the boat. Well. Technically, he probably had piss and shit coming out of all of his body. He's dead. He just died. Like, it's it's just like the whole rowboat thing. Again, like, whose boat is it? Or maybe there's like uh, a couple boats that are just kind of like cape side boats. You just you use them, <laughs> you use them whenever you need to <laughs> like get to city... another side of the creek. Like, city like bike bikes. share. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just yeah, stole someone's weird. boat. It's always weird, the whole, like, rowing the boat thing. It's like, where do they just find boats? I bet it was one of those things where, like, when they uh, did the first few episodes, uh, it was easy to 
justify like where boats and stuff were. And then as it went on, it was just like, Christ, I, I can't waste any more time trying to figure out why a boat makes sense to be here. Like, let's just not address it. They're in a boat when they need to be in a boat. I don't think they ever try to address why a boat exists anywhere. Well, you know, as uh, Dawson is telling the story of Pacey, what happened and, you know, how she kissed me and Pacey, Pacey knows what's up immediately because he knew what was up before. Dawson was kind of insinuating earlier that he knew what was going on. And now he's just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So what is it, Dawson? I told you, like, at the end of the last episode, he has no idea. It's just like, well, you're being kind of weird, you know. But he says, he continues to say things where it's like, I do know what's going on. And then he immediately after that will say things that like, I don't know what's going on. But the interesting thing here in Pacey kind of just tells him, he's like, dude, this chick's all like head over heels in love with you. Don't you fucking see that shit? And Dawson's trying to be like, no, like, don't you, you don't understand what a friendship is where you can just be with somebody and like, you don't even have to speak with them. You just know what the other one's like. Dawson's describing what like maybe the perfect relationship is and acting like it's fucking boring or something. It's like, what, what I have with Jen is love. It's like, it's like passion. It's great. It's like, dude, you know, you guys just hold hands and just like you say doofy ass things and then insult her all the time. That doesn't sound like. Yeah, but there's no like sexual. I think the thing is there's no sexual attraction to Joey. And so it's like you could have, you know, a very deep relationship with you could have a very deep relationship with somebody. But if there's no sexual like attraction, I'll never feel like anything more. But that's also a very anti Dawson's character thing to point out, because you know, grand romantic gestures, boombox over the head, that that's his thing, you know, where passionate emotional sweet guy thing is what he thinks is going to win people over he says that in the last episode when they're watching uh rebel without a cause like how would a drag race ever solve something romance wins out in the end every time but part of romance is banging fucking yeah but dawson wasn't dawson doesn't have sex on the brain he is very very clear about that no 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 no. but that's not true because everything he does he's always trying to have sex with jen (laughs) anyone who jen's just always the one like no i don't like you I think he, he's, and he's all, but he's only always trying to have sex with Jen because I think Joey's goading him into it. No, I think it's because he finds Jen really attractive. Yeah, I think she's a pretty lady. Well, he does, yeah. He's still a 15 year old boy. Like, he's still, I think, he's, you know, he's being intellectually dishonest with himself. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, but then Pacey, when, when he says to Pacey, he's like, He's like, there's a difference between friendship and love. And Pacey's like, yeah, I'm just not sure you know what it is. (laughs) That was solid. Really like that. Pacey's on point tonight. Like, he's everything he does is super on point in this episode, which is part of the reason I really liked it. I think from now on, Pacey's always on point. Um, So far, it's been my um, favorite part of watching the series is um, growing to like Pacey as a character. Dawson never gets past being a high school kid, whereas Pacey becomes, like, the best person you know, you know? And I think that's pretty evident here. I mean, we can see that coming now. Yeah. Um... Pacey's like CT from the real world. <laughs> real rough, but then, you know, becomes a real great guy. Isn't, isn't he like in so get, jail? For like, get... Or went to jail for like fighting people? He's from Boston. Everybody goes to jail for fighting people. Yeah, because they're all then jerks. He, then he'll get... Th- <laughs> so when Dawson gets home, uh, you know, old man Billy's packing up to get out of town, tells him, you know, Jen doesn't want him. 
Dawson's clearly stoked, but as much of a skeezy ass dirt bag as this guy seems to be, and how I do argue that he has a, a had a very adverse, damaging effect on Jen's life, he kind of seems to that he actually does care about her when he says, you know, like, hey, I can be up here pretty quick. You he's like, you better fucking treat her good. Yeah, but both could be true. Like, yeah. People who abuse their oh yeah he's a ski- who are like you know involved in domestic violence in some weird way do care about the person they're inflicting that pain on otherwise they wouldn't like deal with it but that doesn't That's mean it's not wrong oh I don't think it's not I don't think it's not wrong Just, I don't I, it doesn't redeem him it doesn't redeem him but it makes it but at least kind of gives the maybe explanation that. You know, he does actually have uh, some sort of, you know, positive feelings towards her. He doesn't he doesn't want to see someone else hurt her. Yeah, that's his well, job. Well, he didn't. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'll, like, yeah, who, yeah fuck like, him. drove, like, four hours away to, like, you know, see her. Yeah, the, you know, the, he has obviously some feelings for her. Um, Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken the drive down. But Yeah, he but he didn't have any money. In their dynamic, like, the last thing I give a shit about is, like, if he uh, what his actual feelings are like i'm not saying i care about him i'm just saying i think that it may be him just speaking to the fact that hey you know there is there is something very uh appealing and endearing about jen to the point where like even though this skeezy older take advantage of a young girl guy probably at least sees that in her beyond just like a physical thing i think it goes back to the writers not writing it like that they're writing it like he's just an ex-boyfriend. Right. Well, I'm going to write... I have to write a letter to Kevin Williamson or whoever wrote this episode. So, uh, as Billy uh, Billy bails, uh, Dawson looks out the window and uh, Jen is on the dock. So, of course, he heads down there and thinks that he can just come up behind her and snuggle her and everything's going to be okay. You Hey, you forgot that I... Uh, pointed out that you banged everyone in Manhattan and now, like, that guy's gone and we can just well, get like, back to us. We can make... We can make case worked, I worked, uh, it, Listen, this has worked already for me after I um, was thoroughly awfully, uh, awful to you at that dance. I got you to go out with me uh, during a similar dock stand. So, uh, round two. Um, this scene, for me, um, very powerful. Uh, Jen... Jen just breaking down and like having to tell him that like, you know, no, this is over. And she, he's like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't do it. You know, like he's like, she's like, he's like, no, we can, we can fix it. And she's just like, you can tell how hard it is for her like to be doing it at the same time, but she has to do it for herself. You know, uh, I don't know that, hit, that, hit, I mean, I, I've been in that situation. I've been, I've been in that moment, you know? So like, that was one of the that things that hard. kind of ruins this scene for me though. Is that Ben Fold song evaporated? Oh fuck you, man! <laughs> no, it's just like oh, fuck so over the like over your head, like like it's just like it doesn't work. I don't think it works as good as other choices they've done in like the the show before. Like I don't think the evaporated Whatever. song I think... works here. Oh, dude, that song! I think it makes this scene. When, like, he's walking away and, they, like, that line, like, what have I done as he looks back, you know? Oh, so good. It would have been... I, I'm disappointed I'm disappointed in you, Brian. I thought you would be all about that song. You know, I thought I would be, too, but it just, for me, it, it didn't work. Because like, I really like that song, like, just personally. 
But like, I, yeah, because whatever, never, amen is a great record. But I didn't find that it it worked very well in the scene. I don't know why, but I just did it. it like, it seemed just like too on the nose. Uh, you know, originally they were going to use that. Uh, Give me my money back, you bitch. They uh, thought breakup song. Yeah, they thought it was uh, uh, tonally too, too harsh. <laughs> I mean, it's at least they didn't use brick. <laughs> right. It's like, so, um, yeah, uh, the abortion song. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I love the I love the song. I it just didn't work for me. I think like if it had been like a female song, would have worked better because this is Jen's moment, because, not Dawson's. Yeah, it's it's her perspective. Yeah, but it's but first off, let's say that. When Jen makes all those explanations, t- tells him like, you know, I'm I'm not okay. I have to take a step back, and she's having such a hard time breaking it off with him. Uh, first off, she let that motherfucker off easy after all the shit that he said to her. He Dawson would have perfect would have absolutely deserved her saying, "Fuck you for the things you said to me. I don't ever want to see you again." That would have been a reasonable thing for her to say to him. And then, of course, he handles it so poorly because he says, "How dare you like." make me fall for you like of course that he's blaming her for like his feelings yeah but it makes sense for dawson he's a he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah which is why I th- all the reason i think that song works in this situation because it may be like jen's moment of clarity but as dawson walks away it's like the song's like look what you fucking did man like Look at you, like he turns around to look at her, and she isn't turned around. And he turns back, and then she turns around. It's like, but doesn't that kind of take uh, away from Jen's moment of like being like, "Listen, I've always found it safer to rush into relationships than face life on my own." Making it about Dawson takes that away from Jen. But then he immediately does that. He immediately like again like just puts her down as hard as he can again. Like, oh yeah, the next person will be better. But- will treat me like I'm treating, even though she says that to him first. She's like, you know, I know that like, I'm going to regret this and you're like, you're great. And I'm going to come back to you. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I'm not going to have you cause I can find somebody better. It's like, I, I just think it, I think that music illustrates that like, you know, man, Dawson, you're finally, you're getting yours in this scene now. Like just didn't work for me. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. I, I like this episode very much. This, this, uh, like up to this point, I've en- like you know I've en- enjoyed uh, stuff about the show, but uh, to be honest, it's been mostly like I enjoy watching the show and then talking it uh, talking about it with you guys. Uh, this is the first episode where, where uh, I watched it and I was like, oh, that was a nice little uh, forty eight minutes of television. I really enjoyed that on its like on its own merits. Yeah, this 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 is this is where it's at. Yeah, it's is definitely energized energized me uh, to continue continue with the season. So uh, tonight, the Dawson dudes disagreed on some very uh, large plot points and character developments, but uh, all in all, we all enjoyed this episode, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. If you wouldn't mind, uh, if you enjoyed the show, uh, rating it on iTunes, uh, leaving a review that would be super duper awesome. Um, if you want to, uh, yell at us for, uh, some swears we said, or, um, some perspective we have, or if you just want to say, uh, say something nice to us, it's, uh, feedback at DawsonDudes.com. All right. So, uh, we'll be back next week for, um, episode nine.
road trip. We look forward to getting back to it. We hope you enjoyed our uh, bullshit talking about our about our show. I'm Brian. This is Chris. And this is John. And we're the Dasa Dudes. Loving you, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys.